1: Betches Media presents Diet Starts Tomorrow with host Aileen Drexler.
0: I'm having a relationship with my pizza.
1: In a world where wellness looks perfect on Instagram.
0: Just doing my workout, Tuesday's arms and back.
1: But feels anything but in real life. Is butter a carb? Yes. This is the podcast exploring the emotional side of well-being. I would be proud to partake of your pecan pie. From people who understand the struggle. I am on the third day of my cleanse diet.
2: Hello, and welcome back to DST. I'm Aileen, your host, and I am rejoined by the hummus man himself, Jared Freed. (laughs) And if you don't know what that reference is referring to, go listen to Sunday's episode with Jared. Welcome back.
3: Thank you for having me back. I love coming on your show, Aileen. It is such a pleasure. I hope, you know, we're taping this directly after the hummus conversation. I hope I'm not like, just up all night enraged by the DMs I got not getting what I'm talking about. I hope people understood. Yeah, but I had a, I love coming on this show. I
2: appreciate it. Well, that. thanks. I love having you. I know everyone loves hearing you on the show because they get to hear the side of you that isn't, you know, about dating advice. <laughs> and, you know, I know you said your, your, your actual stand-up is about, like, eating and food and, and stuff like that and body stuff, so.
3: The first half hour and then someone... I mean, I am in favor of working with professionals, but I think the professionals have to be professional. Someone after my show the other week, they posted, I think Jared should give me a call. I'm a nutritionist. <gasps> and it's like I was like, what a horrible commercial for your business. Um they like <laughs> they it was supposed great. to be like
2: what the fuck does that mean?
3: No, it was meaning to say that, like, I have an issue with food. Yes, oh, because I do of have an issue with oh, food. it wasn't
2: a picture. It was the no, what you were saying. It, oh.
3: They were like, he should probably give me a call. And I was like, I don't think that's the way to drum up business is by being like, you know, your jokes about food made me think you have a mental fucking problem. <laughs> <You> know, like,
2: <laughs> so Yeah, no, that's. That's really funny, but no, definitely not but that I, way.
3: But <laughs> I do talk about it a lot, and I think it's, you know, this show, I'm a fan of this show, so I have been a fan. I'm in the Facebook group. It speaks to me because it's a lifetime issue. It is a lifetime, yeah. and that's why I think people relate to it. If you've eaten at night, like I talk about nighttime eating for about 15 minutes, it's a whole long story. I can see in people's eyes, like the people that get it. It makes me feel good. Like, it makes me feel connected. What, they, it's like, what
2: happens to their eyes? Do they like glisten? They
3: widen. <laughs> They're just like, no, what happens is I say I'm addicted to nighttime eating and I'm like, I think it's okay to call something an addiction if it has a power over you and nighttime eating has a power over me and I don't mean to like lessen real addiction. I'm just saying to me, this is something I say on stage An addiction to me is when you become a different person when you can't get it and then I describe in my act what I've been doing my whole life and I describe, you know, sneaking around my house and getting mm-hmm. food and you can see as i'm talking describing how i sneak around the house you see someone at the table hitting someone else that's what you do or mm-hmm. you know you see the person who does it they're like getting embarrassed because they know yeah. they're the same and it's like again we talked at the end of the last episode how we're depressingly alike but that can be positive too you know where well, sure. it is it's nice to hear like oh shit i'm the guy in my house who is and i i you know, I call it, you know, I'm like a mouse just mm-hmm. crawling around <laughs> and I call myself fat tattooy, you know, like, <laughs> so that's funny. And I think, <laughs> you know, stand up comedy is about connecting and feeling like, you know, oh, there's someone out there. I can see exactly what they're talking about. So it makes me feel good. It makes me feel like it's, uh, yeah, it's an issue that, you know, a lot of people deal with. So that's why I like talking about it. That's why the bit goes as long as For it does. Sure. Also, especially
2: yeah. when it comes to like eating habits and like nighttime eating, a lot of people feel like sh- there's shame around it and they're doing it alone in the fucking dark. And then like yeah, there's shame someone the people who, yeah, with the, with the, the people light who don't on do them. It. Yeah, yeah. Like sort of just talking about it so openly and like, even though you maybe don't feel good about yourself, like you're saying you don't feel good that you do, but you're still talking about it and like joking about it. That makes mm-hmm. them like be like, oh shit. Like I don't have to. Feel like i'm bad or something there's like moral attachment to it
3: absolutely and the people who don't do it they start to understand yeah we do feel fucking ashamed of it they don't mm. know you know to give empathy yeah. to someone who kind of outs you about it like you know i you see the girlfriend that's like you're the one that always does that and it's like yeah when you talk about it publicly i'm embarrassed about it i don't like that i do that you know right. like when i wake up in the morning after a night where i didn't eat after dinner I feel so accomplished and good about myself. My whole day is better. And when I do eat at night, I feel like I failed, And I have mm-hmm. like this moment in the morning where I'm like, uh, you know, and you start being hard on yourself that whole day. Yeah. So it's like the guilt. when you have those emotional, yeah, the guilt. And it's like when people don't go through that, they don't understand that like, You know that you don't want to eat at night, you know, like Mm -hmm. (laughs) they think, (laughs) oh, you must love doing it. I don't love feeling like I got to take, you know, a diarrhea in the morning because I ate seven pounds of cheese, you know, like that wasn't the plan.
2: I also see a dietitian, nutritionist, and like I also like have a lot of desserts and I'm like trying to figure out like why do I have to have the like all the time Mm -hmm. like at night? is there a day where I don't have like a cap off to my dinner? And, <laughs> and she's like, maybe you're not eating enough like carbs throughout your day. Like mm-hmm. your morning lunch, maybe it's like your body saying, Oh, you know, we're not going to have it again tomorrow. And I'm like, is my body really speaking? Like, what the fuck are you talking? Who is talking? Like, you know what I mean? I know. I, and I'm just like, well, can I just not eat the desserts? Like, is there a place where I could just turn that off? <laughs> <laughs> But it's a lifelong thing. Yeah, you just
3: want to be normal with, (laughs) you know, like you just want to like have an ice cream and then take the cone and go, I'm done. I don't need the cone. Like I've never been that person, you know. And I I mean, that goes into the diet starts tomorrow. When this morning I have talked to how I have an egg white omelet. I was like, throw a bagel on there. Put it on a bagel. I was like, let's have the egg white omelet that I always have with turkey and onions. Put it on a bagel toasted And I ate it, and it was like, I was so happy. I was full afterwards. I didn't feel mad at myself. I was like, you had a fucking bagel, and then you'll eat again when you're hungry. Maybe you'll be less hungry today, so you'll eat again later. Mm -hmm. And I kind of was proud of myself for the being able to kind of be okay with a Tuesday bagel. (laughs) <laughs> like I have <laughs> to such me such a
2: thing that's such a Yeah, thing.
3: such a thing like when someone says to me, yo, um, let's get ice cream and I'm like, on a Wednesday? On a Wednesday like are we yeah. fucking crazy? What's wrong with you? What are you? What
2: are you fucking Willy Wonka?
3: <laughs> yeah, like what are you? <laughs> Willy Wonka. <laughs> what am I? <laughs> like I'm trying to get away from that scheduling of everything. Scheduling meals, mm-hmm. scheduling when to eat, scheduling Thursday's, you know, Monday's a good day. Friday's a garbage day. You know, like, how about Friday's just a medium day and Monday's a medium day? day? You know, like, why isn't it just like fine? You know, like, and it wasn't working for me that way. So why am I still adhering to those schedules? So it's like, why can't Saturday be pretty good? Why can't I work out on a Sunday? Why can't I not drink on a Sunday? Why can't I have a drink on a Monday? You know, like, I'm trying to be more medium you know
2: what that's called that's called balance Jared.
3: (laughs) yes i yeah a little bit of balance i don't know i think i love it and then like you know i think with like dating and relationships i'm always like i'm coming to terms with like i have to fix myself with balance before i can really enter into a relationship i think and because i see it where i'm like well maybe because i've had this thought of like maybe when i'm in a relationship i'll drink less or eat less and you go man, that's a lot of responsibility to put on someone else. Like, yeah, I can't really expect true. that out of someone. And I'm like, I also can't expect someone... I can't expect myself to become a different person in a relationship just because it's a relationship. I have to be the same mm-hmm. person. So, right. like, I don't want to get into a relationship and be like, I never drink anymore, I never eat anymore. Like, that's not... <laughs> Start That's fasting. stupid. Yeah, I gotta. Now I have to become this different, like no, yeah, you know, that, buttoned up person. I don't know. I think about that a lot.
2: That makes sense. Also, when you are like, if it's not really your personality, but yet you are trying to adhere to this like really rigid, strict mm-hmm. schedule, it's bound to fail because. And then you're going to, like, add, like, again, these, like, moral attachments, like, oh, I'm bad, or like, oh, I failed, Mm -hmm. when you don't follow your strict guidelines. But, like, when you allow some, like, balance, like, you're exactly what you were saying. When I started doing that, it really changed because you're not, like, judging yourself all the time. And it's not so bad all the time.
0: When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Warmer
1: weather is finally back. After so many cold months, it's nice to get outside and soak up the sun, but the springtime always brings those unwanted guests. Pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring spring flowers and sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I suffer from seasonal allergies. I just had them hit the other day. I couldn't breathe through my nose at all. And I popped a Claritin and it was like night and day. I'm a huge fan of Claritin. I use it on the regular and it always helps when we're making that transition from winter to spring, which is when my allergies flare up. Mainly, it's my sinuses that get so clogged and the Claritin just clears it right up. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine. And the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy throat and nose, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live your life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear. Use as directed. This episode is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick but can't always find the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you, Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for this season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. That's n u u l y dot com. Newly with two U's with code D S T twenty. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes.
3: Do you feel like you're married with child? You know, like the with child. <laughs> it's like you know, the, I saw your post the other day of like Rusty hungover taking care of the baby, <laughs> and I was he like hated it. I, yeah, I was I,
2: laughing from inside. <laughs> I wasn't doing I anything.
0: It, I was just taking
2: a
3: video of him. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. But I also, you know, when I watched that, I was like, man, I can't just be hungover dad all the time. Like, I can't be mm-hmm. like, I'm too fat to fucking hold the baby right now because it will feel <laughs> bad against my stomach. I don't want to be that guy.
2: Right. No, you I know? mean, your life definitely changes a lot, but then like you still, still have the same kind of issues. And like I said, it, I mean, it's not gonna really change a lot for you. Like for as a woman who had to let I carried the kin there's a lot mm-hmm. of body changes that come with it. So it's like, oh, not again. I thought I dealt with this. It's but a whole
3: new can of worms.
2: The worst thing you could ever do is have to parent when you're hungover. Because that kid yeah. still has to wake up <laughs> at six thirty and you're just like, I want to die right now. Oh my God. But I can't
3: even imagine. I can't even dealt I I was hung over with my parents and I was like, "Shut the fuck up." You know like, <laughs> <laughs> you
2: can. You can't yell at your kid like that. Can't yell at your kid it's like 2022. That. Yeah. So that's a great win. I love your win. Thank my you. win goes really it's a small one, but it goes off of what I was saying in the last episode about like how in LA, I ate exactly what I wanted to eat. I felt mm-hmm. so good about it. But that flight really just messed with my whole life. I felt like I, you know, when you ever just like have, you know, you, you're you eating so great, whatever, like you said, balance for a week. And then one day you're just like, and then that day feels so much worse. It's like compounded and you're just like, I just, I had a pad tie, and then I felt like, oh, it was just like, mm-hmm. but then I remembered, I was like, oh, it was only one day. It's not a big deal. And so what I did was I just made myself go for a walk like I was doing mm-hmm. before like your body just switched back into gear.
3: How about the rebrand for the walk? The walk has made such a comeback. The pandemic yeah. did more for the walk <laughs> than anything has ever done for the walk. It really re because I'm doing a lot of walks. I'm a big walk Love guy. It. Take a nice walk. I, I mean, and it does reset your whole mindset. And I always think of the guy you had on. I follow him now, Syat.
2: Yeah, Jordan Syat.
3: Jordan Syat. He's got a great mantra that he's like no workout gave you abs no Uh meal made you lose abs or something like that there's some mantra he has i lean on that heavily where i'm like "Eh, it was one meal and get back to it you had the pata you had the experience let's take a walk let's go i totally. and the walks you weren't with us in san francisco what a great san francisco i was walking all up and down that city it's all on basically a mountain and i went and had an ice cream and then walked a hill
2: yeah. When had a hilly, sandwich.
3: Yeah. What's that?
2: It's very hilly there, right?
3: Very hilly. But Lots it's of like elevation. <laughs> a lot of elevation and it's hot. And that night we were there, but you know, I walked for miles and got good steps. And then I was like, Yeah. Yeah, have have the ice cream. Have the you know the sandwich and the ice cream ain't gonna make you, it, it ain't gonna break it.
2: I love walks because they love are it. also non-extreme, sustainable mm-hmm. ways of moving, and also not like bought by a company like there's no one that's capitalized on these walks except maybe like the apple watch
3: (laughs) yeah
2: exactly (laughs) i do like seeing
3: the steps i i I have to say michelle wolf who is an amazing comedian and everyone should go follow and watch her special on netflix but she is a walk like person and Mm -hmm. she it's so funny. I send her my steps and she's like, steps don't matter. Miles matter. I'm like, don't take this away from me. Like, I, like
2: <laughs> Miles she, matter. Wow. She's she on only cares
3: about miles. She's Well, she's a serious runner too. So, oh. But then, but we go walking together. Anytime I open for her, we go walk. And it's like, she'll go, let's do that hill. Let's do that hill. Let's do that hill. And I'm like, oh my God. And by the end, I'm like, 16,000 steps, motherfucker. And she's like, it doesn't matter. He's got to be miles. And I'm like, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah.
2: No, I know. That's great. All right. I'm going to read a listener DST win. Hi, Aileen and Jared. My DSTW is about trigger foods. When I was in college, I closely tracked my calories on my fitness pal and maintained less than a, I'm not going to read the number, but she says a very low number of calories a day for over three years. Eventually it caught up to me and led to severe binge eating and sometimes purging for the following two years, also causing a significant weight gain. I did a couple sessions of therapy, but didn't stick with it. It's been about three more years since then, and I have grown so much. Over the past couple of years, I've basically just allowed myself to eat whatever the heck I want and track nothing. In the beginning, I was going crazy on my trigger foods, aka peanut butter, ice cream, skinny pop. I didn't really notice the steady growth I've made until I was looking around my kitchen and noticed ice cream in the freezer, peanut butter in the cabinets, and various snacks that I've been helping myself to every now and then. I no longer feel the need to measure it or eat it in excess and I don't even think about it. My body has responded great too and I feel like I've been at a size my body naturally wants to be at for the past year or two. I'm so proud of myself and also just want to share that it's taken me about two and a half years to get to this point. I believe we all can do it, just not quickly. Thanks, happy peanut butter, Betch. That's great. It sounds like Good she had her. potential, like eating disorder and she- has gotten through it. I appreciate that she says it takes two and a half years because that's real, real. That's like real talk. That's realistic. Nothing happens overnight.
3: That was exactly what I was going to say. Like, and we've been talking about this, like, you know, the episode from Sunday, the episode today is like understanding this is a 24 hour a day, seven day a week thing. Yeah. You know, you can't cold turkey food. You know, it's no. the one. It is the drug you need to keep having. Some days you're gonna feel like you uh, you failed, and some days you're gonna feel like you won. And what you realize is that even on the failure days, they you didn't really fail that much. You can fail less and win more, and win less and win. It's a whole range of things, and everyone's answer isn't your answer. There's a bunch of different answers, and that's you know when you say two and a half years, I totally agree. It's like. Yeah, this is a process, and I I think this is why this podcast is so helpful for people because they go, oh shit, I've done that or I I've I've mm-hmm. had that or you know, and also when I watch those like what I eat in a day, like I'm like it's not the real deal. Even when they do the fake version, I'm, it's not the real deal. Even when you know, I I follow this guy, Devour Power. You ever mm-hmm. see, see those guys? Yeah,
2: it's like all it's the a crazy food.
3: Right, and they yeah, it's a couple. They do New York restaurants. They're on TikTok. They follow. They come on my for you page a lot because I get all the food stuff. And every time I look at the guy, I'm like, this guy should be seven thousand pounds. You know, like they're eating every day. But it's like, no, they're not. No, they're not. The videos come up every day. You know the you know that that doesn't Mm -hmm. mean they didn't tape you know a couple in three days and then do whatever they do on the other days. You know and. I think podcasts help you hear like the struggle, I don't want to call it the struggle but you know podcasts are just more real the life, the yeah. nuance, you know and you know the the 30 second video is that's not how it goes. It takes
2: a really long time. It does. Yeah, I mean it's a the thing is is that you've been eating your whole life and it takes like however old we are, right? 33 to 37. <laughs> like we all need food, right? The reason why everybody has different relationships with food is because mm-hmm. of the way that we've brought up, like the way that we were sort of learned how we're supposed to have a relationship with food. So if you've been eating a certain way for what, 20 years, it's going to take not 30 days to undo that.
3: (laughs) No, not at all. Maybe it
2: won't take 20 years to undo it or change it, but it might take five.
3: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) and it's, it's also like I saw, there's a woman I follow, she's talking about like how freed she was by having the clothes that fit her. Mm-hmm. and I was like that totally makes sense to me that totally is something I see eye to eye with like you know you might be eating a normal amount and then you know, wearing clothes from six years ago that you're still trying to get into and you're going you know now it's bathing suit season and it's like <laughs> and you're like well let me find the bathing suit that fits me you know like and yeah. you find when you go oh the beach isn't so bad you know totally. so yeah. and it's like it's a moving target
2: All right, time for some advice because she didn't actually ask for our advice. We just (laughs) said whatever we wanted. We just agreed with her. We just agreed. Dear DST, Ugh, it's summer and I need your advice. Oh, speaking of summer, like everyone else in the world, I love summer. In the summertime with the But this year, I've been really dreading it. I stopped dieting last year. So this is my first summer where I'm just showing up as myself, literally what we were just saying, as myself and not someone I'm trying to be. Easier said than done. I'm struggling to feel comfortable in my, quote, new body, aka I've gained weight and just want to still make the most of the summer. I find myself getting super anxious, thinking about being on the beach with my friends who all have abs and being seen as the, quote, chubby one. I know it really doesn't matter and I'm happy with myself just the way I am, but adding others into the equation stresses me out. Any tips on how to feel comfortable in a bathing suit slash just in summer overall? What about when you're with friends? Like, I love my friends, but they're all so damn skinny and fit. <laughs> Has this ever happened to you? Is there anything that you said to change your mindset? I'd love that advice and truly anything I can get. Best, a batch who is living in a post-diet world.
3: Mm, tough, tough, tough. Tough to give someone, you know, I can give a, I mean, every, I've been there. I think most people have been there. It's tough and no one can tell you how to feel, you know, like I can't tell you to be confident. Like I (laughs) Yeah, I'd like to tell that to myself sometimes. I think one, getting a bathing suit that fits you and feels comfortable is like and again, you know, as they say, money solves all your problems. (laughs) Spend some money on a bathing suit that you feel great in and then buy three of them. Because then you never run out and get them in three different colors. I'm so all about that. I have a bathing suit that I feel good in. I had another one. I saw myself in it, hated it, threw it away immediately. Didn't even think, not going to hold on to that. Get I'm out of that game. Fuck that. I'll buy three in the color that I feel comfortable in. And the minute I don't feel comfortable in, toss them out. Again, that's a privileged way to go about this, but yeah, yeah. good for me. So I, I think that's an answer. To the question, so it starts with that. The other thing is, I've thought this through a couple times. When they write, "My friends are skinny," "My friends are in shape," well, for who and what? You know, mm-hmm. who are you trying to impress? You know what I mean? Like, right. if you're thinking of it that, like, this person's living, and sometimes the answer's in the email. They're living in a comparative game. Yeah. In in what world? Is someone going down the beach and ranking the people at the beach party? That's just but that's not how it is. Yeah. That's just because everyone's ranking is going to be different. So again, like if people are ranking people, there's a fucking debate. So when you say I'm the chubby friend, there's someone going, that woman or person or man or whatever is number one for me. So mm-hmm. If they're looking this, I don't know if this is a healthy You're way to look about, at like, it. You're talking
2: about like attractiveness. Yeah. Like yeah, because what they're, they're attracted ranking,
3: to. Well, that's the thing. They they even say, I'm just taking their words. They talk about this ranking system, you know, where it's mm-hmm. like, and it's like they're thinking of it that way. So I'm trying to speak in their language, being like, yeah, well, yeah. your ranking's different than everyone else's ranking. Like, I, I don't know if that's, a, that's probably not a healthy way to look at it, but it's like, how many TikToks do I see that the woman's like, I love a dad bod. And you have another one that's like, I love a ab guy. I love a short king. I love a tall guy. I love, and you go, I, I guess I'm someone's TikTok video. So yeah. I can't really worry about it.
2: Right. I think that's really she's just worried about judgment because like people are not maybe they're comparing, she's worried that maybe people are comparing her to themselves or her to her mm-hmm. previous self. And like not even just saying, oh, she looks. Like worse or better or whatever, but more like, oh, she gained weight. And that just like mm. even there, as she feels maybe like she's going to be judged for that. But I agree with you. Getting like a really good bathing suit and just not where like sometimes I in the past I felt like oh all my friends are wearing bikinis like they're gonna judge me mm. for wearing a one so when the one piece came out it was cool I was like thank fucking god
3: but I've been, I was in fr- I I have been talking about the one piece since day one I was number one one piece guy one piece is hot <laughs> one piece brings you to a certain time the cut of a one piece is sexy
2: exactly yeah. Conservative, you're you're not like just showing it all off. There's room to be imagined.
3: Yeah. Well, now you see the one piece that's a little bit saucy and cuts you. You know, there's now there's different type. I see the one piece that shows off the ass. You see the one piece that shows off right. the boobs. You go, oh, now I can be I can serve up the thing that makes me feel best. Totally. I I've been talking about this for years. I've been saying, you know the <laughs> you know the high waist, You know how jealous I am of women with high waisted bikinis, <laughs> high waisted. <laughs> if I wore, there's no high waisted bathing suit for men. And if I wore one, I'd look like one of those boxers from the 1920s. <laughs> yeah,
2: I Going to say that would be hilarious.
3: <laughs> That's what I'm saying. We have very few options. So I was thinking of going bikini this summer.
2: You I'm going to try go- it straight up speedo it. yeah like find the good bikini or bathing suit that like you feel really good and that highlights your good parts that you feel confident about and by good parts i mean the ones that you like not by anybody else's standard and just fucking get out there and also okay if somebody like if you think somebody's judging you they might just be looking at you assessing the fact that okay maybe she looks different than before but maybe they're not like saying oh she looks nah. worse or better so okay yeah if you, you, you'll notice if somebody gains weight, right? Like, I mean, there's not,
3: there's Maybe, not, yeah, that's true. I, you'll notice but I, it,
2: but it's not, you're not like saying, oh, she, you, someone might say good for her.
3: Most of the time when I see someone has put on weight, I go, this is a better look. Oh. I become more attracted. You know, this is a better look for them. I I do, yeah. but that's me. That's me. Again, I, this is my TikTok versus someone else's.
2: Right. But I think that's, that's important for women. I think also to hear because, we all think that there's like this one beauty standard that like everyone is comparing themselves to like she's saying like her friends are all quote skinny and fit mm-hmm. and because she she thinks that she doesn't fit that bill. But when she's alone, she feels good. So it's really just like the comparison, like you were saying, the p- comparison game. And the things that like help me is that people notice when people seem happy more than they You know, if if you look miserable and hiding your body, that's noticeable. If you look happy and just like more open, like your body language is just like more confident. Right, sure. Be confident is not advice, but like if you bring that same energy that you have alone into the group setting, that's gonna be more noticed than anything
3: else. I This goes back to the bathing suit, you know, the one that fits. Yeah. The one that's not, you know, that you can run around with and that accentuates, you know, the the spots you feel good about and kind of Puts away the the spots that you don't feel good about because everyone has those and they're different for everybody. I also do believe that when we go to the beach, everyone is more worried about themselves than everyone else. So true. Before I go to the beach, I put on my suit, I look at myself in the mirror, and I go, "All right, this is what you're going with. This is <laughs> this is it. <laughs> uh, this is what you, you know. You can't change things now. Might as well right. have a fun fucking time and." Exactly. I've told you the story about my dad at the beach, right?
2: Yeah, I think so.
3: Yeah, yes. We were at the beach and he asked me how much I weighed. How much do
2: you weigh? And it's like, okay,
3: so that's as bad as it could ever get, okay, in my opinion. (laughs) To make this person feel better, you're never going to get your dad looking (laughs) at you and going, how much do you weigh? (laughs) So that happened to me. I can promise you that won't happen to you. Right. (laughs) That's a crazy person, so you're not <laughs> dealing with crazies.
2: No, I think that that's great advice. And like you said, they're thinking of themselves or they're comparing themselves to somebody else like you yes. are to them, and they're not paying attention to like your changes in your body, slight or bigger changes or otherwise, whatever. So I would just take that same energy you have alone, bring it to the group setting, get that great bathing suit that you love, have been eyeing, and just... Live your fucking best life.
3: Here's the other thing. Go get a spray tan. Everyone oh. feels better with a spray tan. Go get a spray tan. Then, is that a bad advice? I, no, I, when I, have a tan, I just fucking
2: hate a spray tan. It smells so bad.
3: Well, I couldn't tell them to go to a tanning booth, which I was, that's what I would do. I would go to a tanning <laughs> booth. But I can't give that advice. But I would, my, you know, my dad looks like a leather boot. You know, like, so like, you know, you always look better with a tan. So I, you know, spray tan. And also, here's the other thing. Go to your best mirror before you go to the beach and look at yourself in the best mirror. So I mentioned on last episode, I joined Soho House like a year ago. And I am convinced that Soho House has a blanket policy that they have only skinny mirrors and good (laughs) lighting. Because... I really do believe that because I've never looked at myself in the mirror at a sew house and thought negatively about myself. And that's probably why everyone there acts like a douchebag asshole. Totally. But, <laughs> but and if you go in their bathrooms, the mirrors are on angles in the same angle you would take a selfie. So I was at Nashville Brilliant. sew house and I was in the bathroom and I was, you know, in my bathing suit and I'm with my parents and I went in the bathroom and I go... Oh, I'm pretty good. I'm doing okay. <laughs> I got fucking abs now. I didn't even know that ten minutes ago. <laughs> so, looking in a flattering mirror and being like, you, you know, your mind's eye becomes your your whole, you know, kind of being. The baby's like, stop giving shitty advice. But I, <laughs> I can just imagine. I don't know. This is just. <laughs> these are all things that I do. No, I like
2: that. It's confidence yeah. boosting.
3: Yeah, and here's another thing. Here's another thing I do. Before I go to the beach, I have a protein bar.
2: Oh. Because I don't want to be...
3: Yeah, I don't want to be hungry. I don't want to be picking. I don't want to eat so much while at the beach that I become full and feel bloated. I have a protein bar before I go to the beach.
2: That's a great tip.
3: That's something I I do. I do it before dates, too.
2: So you're not like picking at the... During the date?
3: If I ate on a date the way I really eat, it would be... (laughs) You might find your soulmate. (laughs) (laughs) Just me... (laughs) Looking like a raccoon going through the gar- through the garbage. You
2: might find your soul raccoon. <laughs> That's what it <laughs> I
3: found my raccoon. That'll be our, our story that. page on the wedding website. Yeah. I finally found my garbage <laughs> raccoon.
2: I think it's sweet. Well, Jared, thank you so much for coming back today on Thursday. Quickly tell everyone again, where can they find all of your tour dates? Is it jaredfree.com?
3: jaredfree.com. Come out to the U Up Live. Come to my stand-up shows. Jared Fried on Instagram. I love coming on your show. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for letting me not shut the fuck up.
2: <laughs> and if anybody's Jared's raccoon, shout out. At yeah. Jared Freed. And Just don't can-
3: bring up gherkins. If you listen <laughs> so- to the last episode, that's a way to lose me right, right away
2: or any type of hummus at Aileen (laughs) is me at Diet Starts Tomorrow 212-287-5650 is not my phone number but it's the DST hotline so call in and we'll play your Dear DST on
3: the
1: show and we're always with you
3: through thick and thin
1: Diet Starts Tomorrow is produced by Sean Kilby, Stacey Wong, and Jorge Morales-Pico. Editing by Stacy Wong. Be sure to follow at Diet Starts Tomorrow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And send us your emails to dst at
0: betches.com. Betches.